Welcome to Making Better Financial Decisions. My name is David Lewis, and if you want more financial tips, ideas, and advice, go to www.monogenics.com, M-O-N-E-G-E-N-I-X.com. And now, on to the show. Making a budget is a great way to organize your finances and control spending and save more money. But there are a lot of methods that simply don't work. Uh, You know, according to a lot of financial experts, the envelope method is the holy grail of budgeting. So like every dollar that you earn is uh, allocated to an envelope. And in the old days, they were like actual envelopes. Like you would carry around a whole bunch of envelopes stuffed with cash, Um, which today it sounds crazy. Uh, Nobody would be carrying around a wad of cash. Uh, in in like a I don't know in a bag or something like that. Maybe people would think you would you were robbing a bank or something. Um, mo- but mod- more modern versions of this method use uh, digital envelopes or files or so, you know they have apps where you put things into a, into a, f- a folder on your computer or something. Some of these companies that sell these apps have gotten really quite clever with the skeuomorphism. So they make it look like old, like those old-timey envelopes that your grandma used to mail you on your birthday. Uh, however, most companies have uh, they've ditched the literal envelope recommendation in, f- in favor of like a spreadsheet, uh, like in Excel or something like that. Um, or they use uh, they'll use uh, different categories and st- instead of just like envelopes, they, you just call them categories. Uh, so they inst- in, instead of using envelopes. So every budgeting scheme that categorizes expense by type, you know, like uh, how, uh, how like. I don't know, rent or housing expenses, utilities, things like that. They're using a variant of the envelope method. You're probably familiar with this idea. You wrangle all of your existing expenses into various categories or types of expenses like insurance, utilities, loans, fund money, et cetera, et cetera. And then you track each expense or type uh, or each expense type or category every month. And then, um, you know, you kind of make a note of any changes that occur during the month. Every budgeting system out there is a little different as to the exact rules, um, but they follow the same basic process. Uh, this is a lot of mental accounting and arbitrary categories, you know, like insurance and loans and so on. Th- doing it this way forces you into a very rigid position where you're basically, you know, you're more like, I don't say you're forced to, but you're more likely to make bad money decisions. For example, and I know most people have experienced this while using this type of budgeting scheme. Suppose that you have allocated $100 to your gasoline budget for the week. Something comes up and you have to run a few more errands than expected or, you know, gasoline shoots up in price for a few weeks or something, you know, volatility in the oil markets or whatever. What happens? You run out of gas money for your car before the week is over. What do you do? Just not drive, not go to work, not take the kids to school or whatever. Um, no, the practical thing is, to break the budget. You know, you you break the budget to make it quote unquote work, right? The ideal is you don't break the budget, but in a practical sense, you have to do this just to make it work. And and it's not just gasoline budgets. This happens for food budgets and all kinds of different things. You have to end up shuffling money around between categories or envelopes or whatever. And if you have to break the budget to make it work, is it really working? I mean, a question almost answers itself. 
So then some people get sick of breaking their budgets for the sake of practicality. And so they switch over to something called uh, a reverse budget or anti-budget is what I've heard it called. So instead of trying to micromanage finances, some people are what they do is they just look only or primarily at savings. So they set aside 10 percent, 20 percent or whatever uh, right off the top of their paycheck and then somehow figure out how to live on the remainder for the week or for the month. Uh, and this method has actually attracted enough adherence that it's grown into sort of a counterculture movement. So, um, and, and, and really like some people asserting that it's, um, that managing or focusing on your expenses is what causes budgets to fail. It's kind of an idea that's floating out, out there right now. I will say this, the, the reverse budget has an obvious benefit of it's simpler uh, than a lot of other budgeting methods. And of course, you get the benefit of not having to treat your money as though it's living in special compartments waiting to be spent. Um, the disadvantage with this approach is that you have no idea how much you actually like how much you can save uh, over time because you're you're really ignoring your expenses. So you're kind of focusing on expenses, but over the long term, it kind of blinds you to the like what your saving potential is because you sort of forget about the expense. You just say, you know, here I got 10, 20 percent I'm saving and then I'll figure out how to live on the on the rest. You don't really watch that too closely. Um, you just kind of spend it and whatever you and at the end of the month. You, so it's almost setting you up. You like anchoring. OK, I got to spend. I save 20 percent. I can save or I can spend 80 percent kind of anchors in your mind like, oh, I can just spend 80 percent. You know, it, it takes no one. Uh, it does not take into account at all like raises or in, you know, if you may start making Making more money, maybe you can save more than twenty percent. It just it just doesn't take that into consideration. Maybe you could, maybe you couldn't, but it doesn't take that into consideration. So you never really know whether those expenses are slowly creep are slowly creeping up on you over time, uh, or whether you can afford to bump up your savings. Um, so this method of budgeting disincentivizes you from actually managing your money. Uh, you're you're like almost superficially doing it. Um, that's not to say that saving money isn't important. Uh, obviously, it's very important. Um, but but nobody accumulates money. Nobody focuses that hard on money where they're accumulating money just to stare lovingly at it. Everybody is saving money. Uh, and yes, that includes the richest investors in the world. Everyone is saving money with an eye toward buying something with that money at some point in the future, either businesses uh, you know, other investments, computers, cars, homes, uh, vacations, food, and funding retirement or whatever, something right in the future that you want to spend the savings on. Um, you know, and as a side note, I often find that people who use this method, uh, this budgeting method live very, I've met some people who do this, they live very Spartan lives and for no other reason to live Spartan lives. They're just very, you know, very, you know, they almost act poor. They brag about how they don't have cable TV or go on vacations or buy Christmas gifts for loved ones. You know, from the outside looking in, they almost seem neurotic about money. And they also judge other people for spending uh, money on on what they deem to be stupid purchases. Um, It's almost like the reverse of keeping up with the Joneses. Um, But it's it's, you know, setting others as the standard by which to judge your own decisions. And in a sense, they're like the they're like the nonconformist conformists. Uh, like the rebels looking for other rebels, you know, the outcasts looking for a support group for their uh, for their chosen lifestyle. Um, again, I think that saving is great. I think there's a lot of different ways to do budgeting. But the two methods that I have not seen work very well for a lot of people are the envelope method or category method and variants of that. And then the reverse budgeting. 
the methods that I have seen work are simple budget uh, is a simple budget that takes, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes, ideally 10 minutes a month to manage. And it's an integrated budget and one that lets you look at your total financial picture instead of having to, you know, micromanage your money and your life and focus really hard on the minutiae. 